Welcome back to the 150K podcast, where we help you take your dreams and go to six figures and beyond. Today, I have a special guest, Eric Allen. Um, I actually met him uh, following an Ed Milet thing. He won. It was like an Ed Milet challenge. Is that correct, Eric? Yeah, so I won the Ed Milet Max Out Challenge. So not the two-minute drill, but the actual Max Out Challenge that he did in 2018 where he said, hey, submit a one-minute story to me of why you want to be successful, what's what you're passionate about. And I ended up uh, having a phone call with him. And man, uh, yeah, he was a guest on my podcast. Yeah, no, that that's amazing. Um, give you a little bit of background on Eric. He has two podcasts, Top Rated MMA, The Eric Allen Show. He's a beard model. He does voiceovers. He's working with a bunch of other entrepreneurs, podcasters, sales professionals, just helping them um, with a bunch of different stuff. Uh, for my listeners that may not know your story or may not have seen you yet, just give us a little bit of background on you and uh, how you got into even doing all this crazy fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the 20,000 foot version is, you know, grew up in the broken home. Parents were divorced when I was 11. When I was 13, I had to fight my mom's boyfriend, literally split his head open twice with a cast iron pan because he was hitting her. And then that led me on this path of 10 years of destruction, man. So battled addictions and uh, of alcohol, of lots of drugs. I was in jail at 18 for having a bong, which is now legal in the state of Washington, you know, and then... <clears throat> Ended up like just living off of credit cards because I had gotten kicked out two weeks after I graduated. So I moved 21 times between 18 and 21 years old and $28,000 in debt when I was 21, had to fall bankruptcy and wow. uh, live this rock star lifestyle, man, for while I was working at Universal Records for a year. And then the year before that, I managed a band. So there's this two year span where I probably went to 175 concerts and, you know, lived that rock star lifestyle without being the rock star. So, you know, battle and addictions backstage and all of that fun stuff. Right. And it just led me down this path of destruction. And in 2004, man, I, I got invited to this church event by this girl who walked into the Starbucks I was working at. And, you know, I was depressed and have any friends. And she said, Hey, we've got these cool colleges event. Would you want to go? And I was like, yeah, I, I want to go. Cause I was mm -hmm. depressed. I had no friends and she was good yep. looking. So absolutely. Right. You know? Of course. Of course. So <laughs> I go down there and it was like, God planted all these seeds, man. I was like, I knew this guy from high school. Dude, I haven't seen you in 10 years. I haven't seen you in five years. And mm -hmm. a month later, I was managing a band and we were, it was Easter 2004. We played a concert the night before and I woke up Easter morning and uh, my buddy's basement surrounded probably by 15 guys. And I felt God at that moment say, man, you're going on this path of destruction mm -hmm. and you're, you, it's time to get off of that. And so I quit cold turkey, drugs, drinking cigarettes, everything in that moment. And I gave wow. my life to Christ. And I called that girl up who got uh, who invited me to that church event. And, you know, I said, hey, thanks for inviting me to that church event. Um, maybe I'll see you at the Starbucks store. I got her voicemail. And a month later, we're dating, man. Now we've been married mm -hmm. for almost 17 years. Congrats. No, that's cool, man. That's really cool. I actually met my wife in the church, too. Oh, uh, church youth group thing. Literally, okay. we're going on 20 years this year. Come on, that's man. That's cool. awesome, dude. That's cool. So 20 years ago, you were doing all the crazy stuff that, yep. you know, people do. Battling with addiction, which a lot of people in this space do. And then you had that impact moment with God and it just started to shift. So yeah. what take us from there. So you're, you're there, you, you're in this kind of, you know, change and all. Yep. And then you just started making the shift. Did you start doing entrepreneurial things then, or was there a little bit of a story in between? So I was always kind of interested in entrepreneurial stuff. So like, you know, I did started mowing lawns when I was 10 years old and, you know, I did network marketing, you know, mm -hmm. when I was yep. in high school, cause I got dragged into the Amway stuff. Right. Yep. You know, and you know, people can do all they want with it, but that for me, like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 28, you know, like been there, been there. Yep. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, when I, when I first got, when I first gave my life to Christ, 
I really just wanted to get away from that scene. And so mm-hmm. I called my buddies up and I was like, Hey, for me personally, I got to make some change in my life. So I got to take a break from going out partying. And what I did was I replaced that partying with almost like interviewing guys from the church that were successful married people that were successful in their business that had, mm-hmm. um, dreams that they were fighting for that were living a sober life. And I would like say, Hey, can I take you off to coffee? You know, I want to go like pick your brain. And so I just started surrounding myself with guys that were living that life that I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And that helped me kind of just go, man, I, I need to get away from that. And now I'm changing that mindset on a daily basis. I started reading books like crazy and just started changing that mindset of going, man, my past does not define my future. I can continue to go down this path or I can make a change and go, man, my life's going to be better from this day forward. And that's what I had to do is I had to just surround myself with those guys that were living the life that I wanted to. Yeah, no, I love that. And that's a great principle because it sounded like in the beginning, you know, you're doing that for like personal to be a better husband, marriage, life you know, these guys are solid. I want to be like them. Yep. And I think that actually can tie along with entrepreneurs, with sales, with all of that as well, surrounding yourself with that right circle. Yep. So if in the beginning, it kind of seems like you kind of fell into that. And then you just, when did you start actually doing like podcasting and sales stuff? Was that a little bit after that or? Yeah, I've always been in sales, but then in 2012, I was sitting around the house talking with my wife and I said, I want to be involved in the MMA side of things. I don't want to get in the cage, but maybe I want to start this MMA apparel company. Mm-hmm. And so she came up with the name Top Rated MMA and we went with it. We immediately reached out to Hire Heroes USA, which was started by Brian Stan from the UFC at the time. Mm-hmm. And we said, hey, we want to give you like a dollar for every shirt that we sell. That was what we initially started with. And so they said, yeah, no problem. That'd be great. And so we became partners with those guys. And what happened was we overbought tons of inventory mm-hmm. that didn't sell. And then it kind of took off faster than we expected. Like people were calling me from the UFC saying, Hey, I'm Jeremy Stevens manager. Do you want to sponsor him in the UFC? Well, sure. How much you want to, you know, how much does that cost? Well, it's $10,000. I'm like, dude, I, I started this company with five. There's no way I can do that right now. Right. You know? Right. And so what ended up happening was I just for like three years, I started to try to make this thing work. Like I bought a bunch of equipment, you know, screen printing at my house didn't work, bought all this clothing over overpaid for it didn't sell mm-hmm. ended up donating like 70 to 80 shirts to hurricane katrina families and 2015 i got bored i literally put an ad in craigslist and said who wants to buy this company for a few grand and one guy called me up and said hey i'll pay you three thousand dollars for the name and the branding and all that stuff and in that call i decided that i was not ready to quit Good. so i spent the yep. next year and a half trying to figure out okay how can i make this work and so i decided to come up with a top rated may podcast i didn't know what i was doing i've had a crappy camera a crappy microphone no lights i was in a walk-in closet for almost mm-hmm. my first hundred episodes and I just wanted to ask fighters, why do you want to get in a cage and get punched in the face? That's why it's, that's how it started, you know? And so I just went with it. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, but I, but I seriously want to connect with these guys. I love connecting with people mm-hmm. and hearing their stories. Yes. And I've heard it from like, Hey, you know, I was a, a karate guy and a transcendent MMA, or I did, you know, wrestling and transcendent MMA to guys that are like, dude, I have a federal fence and I can't get a real job, but I can go fight somebody and I can get paid and put yep. food on the table for my kids. No, that's really cool, man. So it went from that. I like, I just like that whole, how it's just, you know, transforming along the way. So you did the MMA, the top rate MMA. That was kind of like your first podcast. And then I was reading up on your page. You wanted to like showcase more people, entrepreneurs, stuff like that with the Eric Allen show. Yeah. Did you just decide, Hey, I want to do another one or did like another like impacting moment hit you or how did that happen? Totally impacting moment. (laughs) I came across 
I came across Ed Milet in 2018 mm-hmm. and I was like, who the heck is this guy? I'm like vibing with this, this dude, like through the YouTube, I'm like obsessed. I'm like watching all of his shows, man. I'm like, these guests are amazing. So I'm like, I want to start another podcast, but I want to talk with entrepreneurs and ask them, why do they want to get punched in the face? Hopefully yep. it's not physically, but virtually like, you know, like we get no's, we get rejected, we get shut down, we fail all the time. Why do we keep getting up and keep going? And so I started to reach out to entrepreneurs and say, Hey, I've got this podcast. I would love to have you on again. I was still probably just learning. Right. And, mm-hmm. and in the 2018 timeframe, that's when I won the max out challenge from Ed yep. and I had just started my podcast. So I talked to his team. I was able to record the call that I had with him and it was released as episode 12. But prior to that, I had like Sean Whalen on my show. I had uh, Vincent brought uh, uh, Vincent Rocco. He's on mm-hmm. a couple of TV shows, you know, and then what that did was that just took me to another level. When I had that call with Ed, it was so life-changing. He just spoke life into me and he was so genuine, like Mm -hmm. genuinely wanted to know about my life and what was going on and how he could help. And so I just said, man, I'm going to take this call and I'm going to review it like all the time. And I'm just going to put this on. And I just started reaching out. It gave me more confidence reaching out to other guys like Bedros Koulian and Brad Mm -hmm. Lee and Jim, the rookie Morris and Tim story and Eric Legrand. And I just started to reach out to him and sure enough, got them on my on my show. So now we are over a hundred episodes in and I just hit 10,000 downloads on my show. Yeah, here. Congrats. I saw that. Thank you. Yeah. I just hit that this week. So it was a huge thing for me to hit that. And it's been fun, man. So I have about 106 episodes of the Eric Allen show released now, mm-hmm. and then about 230 episodes of the top rated May show released. Uh, so they each come out weekly. So I, I get up at 4am six days a week to work on that. I do 100% of the editing myself, mm-hmm. publishing and get that out so that they're both released weekly. No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I've been following you. Like I said, I saw you on the uh, MLS challenge. And then I started following you on Instagram and Facebook and all of yeah. that stuff. Um, so you do podcasts, which is great. And then you also, you're a beard model. How did you, that's kind of doesn't go hand in hand. You're talking about getting punched in the face and being a right. model. Dude, my wife laughs at this all the time. <laughs> I, I literally threw it up like as a kind of a joke, like out on Fiverr. I was like, Hey, I got a beard. Maybe there's beard companies that need mm-hmm. some beard models. And so I created this file on Fiverr, just had this picture of me and my beard and just said, Hey, I'll model your beard products. Yep. And it took like probably six months before anybody even reached out to me. And one guy was like, Hey dude, we got this beard straightener. We'll pay you to, you know, do a video of it. And I was like, sweet. And I was charging like 50 bucks for a minute of time, you know? Mm-hmm. And the problem was after I started doing it, I'm like, dude, I'm not get, I'm not charging enough. So yep. then I started like charging a hundred dollars per 30 seconds of video that mm-hmm. they sent. And then people are sending me, you know, two, three minutes of video, that they want each month and they kind of took off from there. And so it's funny guys will go like, they'll be searching beard products on Amazon, my buddies, and they'll screenshot my photo. That's on some <laughs> brand and like, dude, your Amazon famous, you know? Yep, yep. <laughs> no, that's great. You know, that's I great. love it though. I get free product and you know, um, it's been fun. So not only do I just do beard products, but I do like brand videos for different products. It could be like one guy just sent me an adult sized bouncy ball. Like you hold onto the handle and you bounce on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids have, I just had a company send me an adult size one. It's massive. And he just wanted some photos. So I get this free product and I get to bounce on this thing. My kids are taking pictures and I send it to them, you know? <laughs> no, that's awesome. It kind of sounds like just for like a practical application, you have had the ability where a lot of people are afraid to just ask. So you're like, yeah. you reached out to Ed Milet, then you reached out to Shane Whalen, you reached out to Pedro, like all the big name people, Bradley. You yeah. went in on Fever and said, hey, I got a beard. 
I'm going to ask. And I think that's something that can definitely be taken away for people that maybe are not where you're at, but are yep. just starting out. And then you do voiceover work. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, so do you do like romantic stories or what type of voiceover work do you do? You know, it's funny. I, I had a guy on Fiverr. I, I promote that as well. Mm-hmm. And I just put it out there. Hey, I'll read your audiobook. I had never done that before. I just put it out there. And one guy reached out to me, actually didn't even reach out. He just like paid for it. Didn't even like, oh, say, that's better. Hey, say, he just <laughs> like paid for it. And I was like, okay, what's this? So it was like this 95 page book on child custody laws in California. It was the most boring book that I've ever read. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what to charge him. I think I charged him like 450 bucks. And it was like, ended up being like six hours of work. So I I definitely would charge more next time. But it was the first one I did. I had no idea Mm -hmm. what I was doing, you know. And it was just a lot of work with editing and reading this book and things like that. I really enjoy it. I would do more of that. But what that did was after I started doing more and more uh, show like gigs on Fiverr, I created a, a file on Upwork our profile mm-hmm. Upwork and same sort of thing. They do, they're looking for voiceover artists. So I have this one guy that says, Hey, I'll pay you to do these a voiceover work for my YouTube videos and their motivational talk videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. He sends me the script. I read it. takes me about 10 minutes to read it. takes me about 30 minutes to edit. And then I get paid. And then that has opened the door for two other big clients that have had me do testimonial videos. have had me do like, um, Kickstarter videos for their brand, just voiceover stuff. And it's been fun. So yeah, it keeps me busy. I'm, I'm doing probably two to three voiceover jobs a week and probably at least two to three, maybe four uh, Fiverr jobs a month. Yeah, no, that that's what I love. The thing that you're doing though, is you're doing it in the same space, voiceover yeah. work, podcasting, with the exception of the beard, which is more facial. Everything yeah. else is like that same vein, which is great. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you get up at 4 a.m. Not a lot of people like to do that. So sure. what is your, I love asking this question, what is your daily routine or mindset <clears throat> habits that you like to put into practice? Bro, I love this question because I'm so big on morning routines. And I get that some people are night people and they're not morning people. But for me, I'm a morning guy. But So I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. If I open my eyes, there's win number one. I jump out of bed. I make my bed. There's two wins in 15 seconds. It's going to mm-hmm. be an awesome day, man. Yep. And then I personally set this goal to reach out and make one person either virtually or in person smile. And if I can do that, man, it's going to be an awesome day. But so then what I do is I get in the shower. I get upstairs in my office. You know, a lot of people have these vision boards and I've never done one like i done a vision board before, mm-hmm. but I decided this year that my word for 2021 is growth. I wanted to grow on finances, my relationships, my marriage with my kids, everything. So I actually converted an entire wall of my office to a vision wall. So oh, I nice. walk in, the first thing I see is photos of my family. I see quotes. I see the I am statements. I will, you know, I am a millionaire. I, yep. oh, I'm the proud owner of 20 acres and my dream house sits on the middle of that, right? Mm-hmm. I have a thing that says, if I can't pee off my front porch, my neighbors are too close. Yes, agreed. That's, that's a goal of mine, right? You know, <laughs> yep, like yep. people laugh at that, but that's really a goal of mine. You I'm know, with you. I speak into that. Like there's a quote on my wall that, from Ed Milet that says, if you don't fight for what you want, don't qu- don't cry for what you lose. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just, I, I repeat those to me myself daily. I literally will stare at this wall. I'll speak to my picture of my family. I'll speak to all of those quotes. I'll say them out loud. I have some affirmations that I read. And then I sit down and I turn on some worship music and I spend time with God. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's so important to help to set the tone. Like, you know, really just being grateful for where I'm at, what I'm at, you know, what I've got coming on, things like that, just praying over health and family and friends. And that takes probably a good 15 or 20 minute process once mm-hmm. I get to the office. And then I'm like, whew, 
all right, now it's ready to rock and roll. And uh, one thing that I talked with Greg, uh, Craig Ballantyne about, he wrote the book, uh, Perfect Day Formula. Mm-hmm. He talks about setting the tone of your day the night before you go to bed. So he says, before you go to bed, do your to-do list of the things you got to do in the morning. Oh, that's so good. You don't get up to the office and you're like, okay, you're fumbling around on Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff where for me, I literally have this post-it and I write them down. Okay. When I get up in the morning, I've got this, 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 this. So when I get done praying or when I get done praying, the first thing I do is I go down that checklist. I go, all right, I got to submit this. I got to publish this. I got to edit this. I got to share this. And then boom, there it is. And that really helps me set the tone for the day. No, that's really good. Everyone that I've talked to so far has had the same little bit different variations of it, but the positive affirmations, the taking the time to either pray or meditate, just yeah. getting focused on their day, which I, I think is key. It's like, yep. you know, success leaves clues and totally. it's really doing that same boring process every day, the correct way. Just people sometimes miss it because they think it's the home runs. Right. It was the little wins that you build up over time. So that's great. That's I, I love that. So I know we also have a mutual friend with Greg Reed and you're doing this thing called Secret Knock. So Secret knock. can you tell us a little bit more about that as well i know a little bit about it but yeah i mean so secret knock i i will tell you what i know which is not much but i had <laughs> uh, i had greg reed on my show for those who don't know he's the author of three feet from gold and yep. 140 other books the guy is yeah. crazy author and he that three feet from gold was a follow-up to think and grow rich by the napoleon hill and mm-hmm. um they sent him napoleon hill foundation sent greg all over the world to interview billionaires and massive multimillionaires of why or how they got successful. And I had Greg on my show. And as I was doing research for him, I came across this event that he does called Secret Knock. And it literally says the date and the city, but it lists mm-hmm. nothing else. Doesn't say who the speakers are, how many people are there. You have to actually apply to get into the event to go. And then mm-hmm. they have to, they'll go through the applicants and then they'll invite the ones that they think is a good fit. And so I asked him about this on my show. I'm like, Greg, what is the secret knock thing? And he's like, here it is. It is an event that we will hold with limited people. And we don't tell anybody where it's at until like 24 hours before the event starts. We'll give you the city and the dates mm-hmm. so you can book your flights and stuff. Right, right. He goes, but we don't want any security there. So we bring in guys like Les Brown, the founder of Pictionary, the founder of Ugg Boots, E Entertainment. Uh, they had a former president of Mexico there with no secret service because oh, wow. it's a secret event and they don't have anybody there. So it's like this crazy event. They do this thing called the tub of love. So you go there and every person gets these tickets and this tub of love literally is worth about $100,000. It's trips, it's vacations, it's experiences with all of the speakers, it's books, free gear, all this stuff. At the end of the event, they draw one ticket and one person gets to take that home. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? That is crazy. I'm really excited about that. So anyways, I told Greg, I was talking about that. And after I got done interviewing him, he shot me a message on Instagram and he said, Eric, you're in. We'll see you in September. And I was like, me personally, I've never invested in a personal development networking meeting or anything for myself ever. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to, but I never had the money to. And I always told my wife that any of my entrepreneurial things that I would do, I would not take out of my salary. I would have to earn it online to make it. Right. Well, the event to the, that event is $2,000. Mm-hmm. And so I had to pay $1,000 up front, which I saved up and did. And then I made this deal with Greg. I said, hey, Greg, I'll pay the other thousand. Uh, they said, hey, you can just pay the other thousand by June. And I said, no, I'm going to pay it by the end of April. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I reached out to him and I said, Greg, I'm going to pay this other thousand by the end of April. And I did. So I paid off the secret knock. 
Right. Uh, and so I will be there in September. But then what he did was after I did that, he reached out to me and he said, Eric, I think you need to be at my house for prosperity camp in July. It's 50 people only. And it's mm -hmm. with my mentors. You oh, wow. get to sit down with my mentors, who is the guy from Pictionary, the guy from Ugg Boots, Sharon Lecter, who was uh, wrote the foreword yep. on Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? So she's going to be there. And he says, I think you need to be there. And so he gave me a ticket to that event. And I am, I've now paid for that. I'm going to be there at both events, July and September. So I'm super excited to be there and, and really just um, excited for the opportunities to, that, that hopefully I can connect with some awesome people and hopefully I can make an impact. I know I'm going in as like, the, there's probably of the 50 people that will be at a camp, there's probably 49 millionaires, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the one guy <laughs> that's probably not a millionaire, but I want to go in there and just talk yeah. with them and, and be in their presence and just like learn, man, and mm -hmm. soak it up. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. No, man, that's good. I went to my first it, a similar thing, like a mastermind back in, uh, what was it? May. And I just yeah. learned so much different things and I highly recommend them. Um, yeah, definitely highly recommend anytime you can get around people that know more than you. And then you realize that they're just normal people. Like we're talking here, they're going to talk to you there. Same yeah. type of thing. Um, cause I used to sell oil and gas investments. I don't know if I told you that and it's just oh, like top 5%. And the thing that got me to sell with the most was talking to them. Like we're talking right now instead of, cause they're used to people, you know, Oh, they're rich. So we're not going to talk to them on the same way. Third yeah. people, it's the yep. same type of thing, you know? Yep. So it, it, it's kind of one of those, I, I like it. Yep. So I have a fun question I always ask, and this is yeah. just a random question. If you could go in the past or in the future and spend one year, where would you go and what would you learn? And you can pick anyone you want to hang out with, be with, whatever you want to do. You know, I wish that I would have been as motivated for entrepreneurial spirit and entrepreneurial efforts in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. So instead of spending time on, you know, at the bars drinking with people that I really didn't know and still don't know to this day, right? Like I was just hanging out with people and just drinking and trying to be yep. the cool club. If I would have spent two years, even or a year, right? If I would have spent that one year uh, prior to being in the Universal Records, you know, for them, and just studied hardcore with guys like Ed Milet as he was coming up, Sean Whalen, as he was Bedros Coyne, you know, Jim Rohn, mm -hmm. you know, just really diving into his stuff, man. Bob Proctor, like Greg Reed, like those guys, man, my life would be way different. Yep. Uh, but I also think, you know, like Ed and Tony, they all say it, like life happens for us, not to us. Agreed. I, I wouldn't be the right, I wouldn't be the person I'm not to, that I am today if I didn't go through the stuff that I had to go through, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, I think if I had to go back one year, I, I'd go back to my early twenties and, and really just soak up like as much stuff as I could from those guys. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Like, because I think there's stuff I would love to change, yeah. but like I said, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't have gone through what I've gone through to get to this point, to meet all the different people and, and the different stuff with that. Yep. So what, what's next for you? What, what are you looking to do? What are you looking to accomplish? Yeah. So I think this year is those two big events are, are my big goals to really focus on that. I want to increase my online monetization of my podcast, which I've mm -hmm. seen massively over the last probably four months that I've really just deep diving in and try to focus on that building out my podcast more. Um, I just completed my first 
coaching course with, I, ha- I took two people who are interested in getting a podcast and mm-hmm. s- show them how to start it, launch it and run it all within 30 days for one hour sessions with myself. And it was awesome to see the growth from the day one to day four. And so I'm going to be launching another course like that, probably in another month or so. And um, I just limit it to 10 people and mm-hmm. that's it. And then we, we take it from there and then possibly a mastermind out here in Coeur d'Alene where I'm at later this year uh, with my coach. So really excited about that and uh, just continuing to do, you know, voiceover work. And hopefully I can just make an impact, share my story. My, my one goal other than, you know, continue to put out my shows is I want to be a guest on 100 podcasts this year. So I'm really thankful for this opportunity and it's such an honor to be on with you. man. And I appreciate you being on here. So how many podcasts have you been on so far this year? 39 have been released, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I've recorded probably 50 and I've got another 20 or so in the queue right now. Wow. So, so this intrigues me because I just started a podcast and I'm yeah. looking to, how did you like, was it just a certain way you just asked people to be on them? Like I've been on 10 mm-hmm. uh, and this is what actually even got me into doing podcasts because I've had friends say, Hey, hop on my podcast. And I'm an expert in sales. That's my 15 years of sales. Yeah. How did you, how did you go to 50? Cause that's like, that's a lot of podcasts and I know you're looking to do more, but, yeah. but how, how did you do that? You know, it's interesting. Last year in 2020, I said, I'm going to be on 50 podcasts this year. And I did 26 and I was like, all right, not bad. But then this year I'm like, instead of doing 50, I'm going to do a hundred. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just decided I was going to do a hundred. And so I found Facebook groups where they're like, Hey, find a guest, be a guest. Mm-hmm. There's like five Facebook groups that I'm in and they're all like all podcasters and they'll post and they're like, Hey, I'm looking for guests here. I'm looking for guests there. You could also post in there like, Hey, here's my story. Mm-hmm. If, if my story fits these podcasters, maybe I'd be a good fit for your show. And so every probably three or four months, I drop my story into those groups. And mm-hmm. I just say, Hey, I'm open to being on podcast. We'd love to join you. Let me know. And every single time I've done that, I've been booked for 25, 30 podcasts within, that's cool. within a week. Um, so it's, it's very, very quick. Uh, so I'll probably drop another one, uh, probably in September. Or so like that, I'll do that again. So I think we can finish up a hundred by hopefully by early December. No, that's good. But you're collapsing time. So you said 50 last year, you got 26. You're saying 100 this year. We're believing you can just go past 100. Just do as many as you want. But that, yeah. that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I like the practical applications of you set a goal, you go after the goal, you get it done. Yeah. So next question for you right now, are you still, are you full-time doing entrepreneurial work or are you still mm-hmm. kind of, cause like I'm still in corporate America. Yeah. I'm um, just started doing the podcasting, just started doing some sales coaching, helping people out. So people like me, I know you're making them. Are you 100% out yet or even is that your goal or? Yeah, I still work a full-time job, man. So mm-hmm. that's why I get up at 4 a.m. Because that allows me to have time to myself, to work yeah. up on my business, focus on my my personal development. And then what I typically do is I get up and I make my kids lunch and breakfast and stuff like that at 6.30. Mm-hmm. And then about 7.30, I come back up to the office and work a little bit more on myself. And then 8 o'clock, I turn over to this computer. And then mm-hmm. at five o'clock in the afternoon, I shut everything down and I try to just not be on my phone for the rest of the night so I can really focus on family time. And I also, my most productive day is on Saturday morning because I get up at 4 a.m. And unless I'm recording a show, I usually don't shower. I mm-hmm. just get up and I hit like four and a half hours of hardcore work until my kids wake up at eight. And then I call it good. I don't set an alarm on Sundays, but I typically wake up by 5.15, 5.30 the latest. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's really cool. Like, I like that because I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are kind of like, you know, they're trying to get 
to their dream, to their vision, to their goal. Yep. And I like that you just have everything set out. So kind of to get it like a summary of what we talked about so far, you had a collision with Christ and that wrecked your world in a good way. Yes. Got you out of the drug scene, the craziness and stuff that a lot of us do when we're young, even some of us do when we're old. And it just got you on the path to where you started talking to guys saying, hey, I want to be like them, which kind of got you into that entrepreneurial mindset to yeah. and just being a good person in general mindset to now you're doing podcasts and all this stuff. Um, do you think that it is more important to be around the right people or have the right like physically or do you think it's better to stretch and reach out to people more that maybe you're looking to be online. And what I mean by that is they always say the top five people you're around is who you are. But in some regards, some people, they can't get around, you know, add my letter, someone like that. So, yeah, I think you have to do a little bit of both. And I would say my, my core people that I hang around with that lift me up are guys like you guys, like, uh, Mike Young, guys like Zachary Babcock, you know, those guys I'm all hanging around with Marshall Gillen, like that guy, mm -hmm. like super motivational, uh, guys that, like Greg Reed, like guys that are uh, in kind of my inner circle mm -hmm. are all online. Now I do go out to a networking group here in town or not even a networking group. It's an event uh, out here where they have an entrepreneur speak and it's like just free at this cool little coffee shop out here. Mm -hmm. Once a month they do it. I think it's important to get out physically in front of people as well. I love connecting with people. So I just go out there and you have to get uncomfortable if you want to be successful. And so yeah. I just put myself out there and go, Hey, Hey man, I'm a podcaster. I want to you know meet new people. So that's what I do. I go out and meet new people. Um, but I think it's really important that if you can't have the, your circle physically in front of you, like to stay connected with them online. And I think that's the power of social media. I'm not a big fan of social media, but it's mm -hmm. opened up a ton of doors yep. to have great relationships formed. And so for me, just like seeing your post on your Facebook lives that you always do and other things on Instagram and other people just constantly, my feed is filled with entrepreneurs and feeding stuff. And that's what really helps me to stay on track and get me lifted up. Like Ed Milet says, you know, if you're walking around 180 or if you're walking around 85 degrees, go find guys that are walking around 185 degrees yep. and just being in their presence is going to lift you up, man. And so that's what I do, man. I just really try to focus on, on being around positive people and, you know, just hanging out with those people that are living the life that I want to be living. Mm -hmm. No, no, I'm with you hundred percent. And, and like, that's why I go to your post. A lot of the people you talk to, we're in the same circle, like yep. totally in the same circle. So <laughs> apologize for coughing there. So with that, if you could give your younger self or an audience member a parting statement, like you had, you had five, let, let's say you get like five minutes to, this is the only chance you get to talk to them. Yeah. One last time to impart to them how they're going to make it through life. Or what would you say? What would be the best? I don't know how to use motivation. It could be whatever comes yeah. to you. <clears throat> I would say read more books. Uh, one, I didn't read a lot of books in my early 20s and not even in my early 30s. And I mean, I gave my life to Christ and I started reading more books. But prior to that, I had really read a ton of books. I didn't really get into reading entrepreneurial books, though, until probably the last five or six years. Mm -hmm. Just really kind of deep diving in. And I think had I started filling my brain with that, you know, that's that's the recommendation I would say is, hey, spend time in books. The book by Ed Milet, you can get it for free online. If you just Google Ed Milet max out book free, mm -hmm. you pay like eight bucks for shipping or six bucks for shipping. 
It's like 90 pages. And I've read it several times you can read it in one sitting and it's an amazing book. And that one book was super life-changing for me. And I'll continue to read that. And I would highly recommend people go out and get that book. No, that's good. That was actually going to be my next question. I was going to ask you, what books would you recommend? So yeah. besides my let's book in the Bible, of course, because I know that would be your next go-to. Yep. Are there any other books that have like just changed your world? Like I read uh, You Need More Money by Matt Mateo. And that just helped me finance wise, getting my stuff in order, that type of thing. There's a book by uh, Steve Sims and it's called blue fishing. And Steve Sims is this amazing guy. Blue fishing was the name of his company. And he essentially does events for people like, Hey, you know, you want to go have dinner at in the museum in Paris and have Andre Bocelli sing for you or play for you. Like he's the guy to go to that sets that up. Like crazy experiences and that guy is awesome and he, and he came from like this brick lane family and now to where he's at and that book i listened to just last month on audible and it's an amazing book uh he does the voice himself which is really oh, nice. cool and he's actually going to be at prosperity camp and secret knock as a speaker i do know that because i've had him on my show mm-hmm. but uh he is an amazing book. That's a great book there. I would also say Craig Ballantyne's Perfect Day Formula and Perfect Week Formula. Those books really, really helped me kind of figure out how do I set my goals and then not waste time in the morning. You know, he does this thing called the magic hour where he literally puts his phone in a drawer on the other side of the room mm-hmm. on airplane mode for an hour and just goes to town on the business that he needs to do and doesn't even look at anything until he's done with what he's got to do. No, that's good. Because I think timing, time management is hard for most people. Totally. Sales professionals, entrepreneurs. I know I block off times to do calls. I block off times to do podcasts, all that type of stuff. Yep. So where can people find you at? EricAllenMedia.com is the website. Mm-hmm. And for your listeners, if they go to EricAllenMedia.com slash foundations, it's a free course that my coach, Mike Young, did. And it's really talking about the foundations of business, psychology, marketing, mentally, how to like stay focused and not listen to the BS that so much BS is out on the internet. And this is just building foundations. It's a really cool course. It's quick. You can do it in probably four hours of time. And it's free to your listeners, ericallenmedia.com slash foundations. I'm really big on Instagram. So I love connecting with people on there. They can comment on there. Uh, they can shoot me a DM. I respond to all comments, respond mm-hmm. to all DMs and I uh, love connect with people. Those are my, my two main sources. I think if people want to connect with me. Gotcha. And then with like the secret knock that you mentioned, yeah. how would they, can they reach out to you on that? Or is there something else that they would have to do? Cause we've talked about, so there's probably people thinking, what is this event? Yeah, they can definitely reach out to me on that. I, I think the tickets are getting real slim. I know okay. Prosperity Campus sold out. If people want to go to Secret Knock and really have this life-changing event, they should definitely reach out to me very quickly. Um, I don't know if it's even still available, but I, I think there might be a couple left, but I know that they were going quick. Right, right. No, that's cool. I just, again, when you mentioned it, so I'm like, yep. hey, there might be some yeah. people on here like, hey, I want to get in that, what? that room. And I think they do it twice a year. So they do it in September and I think they might do it in March. So March and September of each year. Um, And I think the next one will be in 2022 in March, but I'm not sure. No, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I maybe March. I'll see if I can, because this one I didn't get to it's right around my daughter's birthday. So I had to pass on it, but yeah, no, I'm a little bit jealous now because I finally went to a mastermind. That's what I was going to ask you. Cause I always like to do this stuff in the middle yeah. A little bit because people stop at the end and then they don't listen to where you're at. So I just always <laughs> throw it in the middle. I'm full yeah. disclosure on here. That's just why I do it. But yeah. you had mentioned 
that you, um, oh man, it was there and I went away. The thought was in my head and it went away. So <laughs> I guess that's not as good of a question because I got talking too much. <laughs> so with what you're doing, mindset, everything there, is there anything else you would want to leave my audience with? Parting thoughts, ideas? Um, I think that the one thing that I've heard most people um, uh, that I talk with or that I see online is they came from the crazy home and they feel like if they're like me, I felt ashamed and I felt embarrassed about my past. And I didn't release my story publicly till I was 39 years old. I'm 41 now. So just in the last couple of years that I actually mm -hmm. released that story. <clears throat> but I would say this, no matter your past, what abuse, whatever it is, just understand that your past does not define your future and you can make a change at any moment. Like right now, if you want to change your life, do it, decide to do it and take action and keep going forward. You know, one of the things that John Maxwell says that I have it on my wall, the greatest mistake we make is living in constant fear that we will make one. So mm -hmm. go out and do whatever it is that you're passionate about. And if you screw up, who cares? Keep going. Don't give up. Keep fighting for what you want. Keep fighting for your dreams. Do not give up. I love that. That, that is, that's amazing. Yeah. Failing forward. That was a book by John Maxwell that I read Yep, along with the 21 laws of leadership. Yeah. Totally perfect stuff. <clears throat> awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show again. Follow him. Top rated MMA, Eric Allen show. Now you're on Apple and Spotify, right? Yep. Apple, Spotify. We go IGTV, Facebook, uh, all other audio formats. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. Yeah. So podcasters need likes and comments. So go to his shows, like, comment, review. His stuff's great. I've listened to a lot of it. Check it out. And when you get a chance again, uh, thank you for listening to the 150K podcast. I'm on Apple, Spotify as well. Thank you again. You all have a great night. It's been a blast, Eric. Thank you for being on the show, man. Such an honor to be here, man. I really appreciate it.